0: is half over on this CU podcast that's awful for july 2nd 2019 alongside ian ferguson i'm pat country uh, why is it awful Ian? we have a we have a show for you today that we're gonna cobble together like, a, like time
1: a, goes by too fast
0: yes ian we're gonna die soon um what are we talking about what are we talking about nintendo long no longer censoring games uh, the the national Pokedex sword and sword and shield controversy, controversy. Uh, Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff taking over WWE TV. Lots of Q and A. Patreon poll. Maybe Brother Andre, Ian. I want you your DJing party. Oh yeah, you, you did. You spun some, you. some old old school house, some old house on Sunday. I enjoyed
1: it. It was, it was, was a like, lot of fun. Yeah, it was some interesting tunes. And I think we'll probably do it again on the twenty eighth because got to make use of Chris's backyard. It's a nice big backyard.
0: Uh so so where did you meet Chris from? Uh, Chris was also DJed
1: a, a set. He's uh he's from San well, he lives here. I met him um actually through Twitter. Okay. And
0: so is, is he is he know the podcast? No. Just randomly, okay. yeah. Uh,
1: he, I don't think he knows what it's called, even okay. honestly. Uh, but no, we. He was just talking about house music the one day, so I started talking to him about it. He was trying to learn about house music, so I was in his DMs and we were talking oh, about it. So and uh, he just got back to me one day and he said, "You know, instead of me trying to do this house thing, do you want to DJ a party I'm working for? Uh, I'm I'm throwing." And I said, "Yeah, sure." He's like, "I want to throw three this summer." Yeah, so we did, and it was fun. I had a good time.
0: Um, I, I met a few friends there. Pack it out of the house.
1: Yeah, it was nice to see you out of the house.
0: I get out of the house, Ian. I don't you really think I like? I'm just like a hermit in B- my game because room because
1: you don't, and everyone knows you don't leave the house. I go to the
0: gym three days a week. What are you talking about? <laughs> that counts. Okay, I, I go to the store to get food. I, I go. I go have some fish tacos sometimes at at the local eateries. Go to the park. Go to the park. Go to a show. Go to the zoo. I go to the zoo like three, four days, uh, three, three, four times a year. I'm a member. I've been... You think I'm like a hermit, Ian? Yes. You think? Yes, I do wow. think you are likely a hermit. Wow. <laughs> I'm a workaholic hermit. Yeah. That's what Ian thinks. It's yes. all coming out now. <laughs> well, I mean, it's you all portray coming out yourself now.
1: as a workaholic.
0: I don't portray myself. I do work hard. I work almost every day. Yeah. You know. But I get out. I get time to get out there go see you, the penguins you, you, what, do you, what do you think was going on when I, when I was when I was dating uh, regularly you think that I, I never went out with, with my lady friend no but that's that's a little different Why is than it just different? going out and socializing because it's the restaurant and back we went we went to places we went to like the, 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 the gala we went to the ball alright well then you need a girlfriend no I don't need a girlfriend Ian <laughs> holy shit <laughs> what of a house. weird start to the podcast god you think you think I'm like antisocial now um. So anyway, <laughs> Ian, um, I forgot last week two important things to talk about. Okay. Do you want to talk about Super Mario Maker two first? You want to run through? Yeah, no, I'll, I'll just first. I'll just mention it. Um, yeah. I
1: picked it up on Friday when it came out. Um, I've been enjoying it a lot so far. Uh, much like the first one, um, I haven't done much level creation at all, but I just enjoy playing other people's levels, um. There's lots of hills in these levels. People do love the fact that there are slopes in the game now.
0: Uh, You can slide down with your butt. Yeah, little butt down and slide down. Yep. And And Mario three.
1: There's a story mode this time around. Um, Oh, what's that like? It's it's neat. So what it is, you. It starts off and the castle is destroyed. I can't remember how the castle gets destroyed. Bowser maybe? Who knows? Castle's like- destroyed. Likely. Likely. Um and you have to rebuild the castle by taking jobs. So what you do is you take jobs from the toads that are around and uh, you get coins. And as you get coins, you build up sections of the castle. And the goal is to rebuild what? the castle. What are the jobs you do? Like running through levels? The jobs are levels. Oh, okay. and, and they are generally like speci- uh, fairly specified on like one type of mechanic so or something like that. it's a single player campaign. That yes. Play That's nice. And uh, that it, the, the double side is they're fairly simple, fun levels. And it really kind of, just by playing through it, I think the intent is to instill... A little bit of level design that's great
0: people who are playing the first one didn't have that right
1: uh the first one no i mean i think there was a quick tutorial and you had to upload a level but you know all there was was the uh 100 mario mode um for like a a, a continuous playthrough sure um, one of the things they added for this one is uh you can do um you can do easy, medium, hard, or ultra hard, and they give you five lives, and you just have to see how many levels you can beat, and they show you a little map with your progress. Okay, that sounds interesting. So, so they they really did, um, I, I think, for people who don't want to make levels, they did a better job of making it a single-player game. Uh-huh. I made a few levels in the first one. I liked doing it, but for me, it was more about playing the other creations, and I think this game does a better job of getting them to you.
0: Oh, nice. So did you, did you uh, try to make your own simple levels? Not yet, no. Not yet. you think you'd be good at that?
1: Like I said in the first the first one, I made some, but I was... That
0: was all right. You were iffy on it? It was fine. It's just fun to check out other people's levels. Yeah. Stages.
1: And it's fun to make them. I just don't have any... I can't...
0: Creativity to I can't picture it, out.
1: it. Yeah. I just can't picture... I can't get what's in my head to screen.
0: It's like me and drawing. It's a shame.
1: I can't draw with a damn either.
0: That's a shame. Writing versus drawing. I'll, I'll, I guess I've got to settle for one. Um... So, um, real quick, um, I forgot this last week. The the special edition NES cover came in for the third print run. It's it's nice. Ian. I don't know if I showed you yet in person, did I? No, yeah, it's nice. It's UV spot embossed. Woo, so like you can feel it, it's all raised. Yeah. You can feel it.
1: So that'll glow in a black light probably, huh? Will it? I don't know.
0: So this was done by our pal C G modeler and artist Extraordinaire Yoshi. Who's oh, now in yosh. Singapore? Who's gonna be working on the new Star Wars film? He's gonna be working on a, a certain project there. So yeah, so you can pre-order uh, this at ultimatenes.com, or if you already pre-ordered the um, uh, on Kickstarter for the third print run, did you touch it? Even mm. the side, you can feel it. Ooh. I like the I
1: like the matte.
0: It's a matte finish. So you, this is an add-on if you want to upgrade your your third print order third print pre-order uh from the website or on kickstarter you can do that right now i've got to talk about that he did a great job he also did the super nintendo special edition the super nintendo book is coming along fine but um i got some work to do still i finished the hardware section i gotta do the special cart section probably today tomorrow and after that it's the famicom uh famicom spotlight uh, super famicom spotlight which i hope i won't regret because that might be i might get a little um into the weeds but <laughs> we'll see should I cover like uh, even like Dragon Quest just mention game, like a couple of games oh like that.
1: yeah I mean you would definitely want to mention Dragon Quest
0: well then this is going to be uh, 50 pages long then this is you going just to be asked nice. I gave you my okay. opinion I was, yes, you I was thinking, because I was Quest. thinking of just, just going with the games that you can play without a without a language barrier I was thinking about that but you're thinking maybe just make it some of the special ones didn't come out here. okay whatever they're important hey that's fine if I don't have to play them I can just gloss over you know these are ones that are important in Japan didn't come out here you know yeah, bes- besides just at least mention them. besides you know obviously fire pro premium x I'll do that one there um so uh so antisocial never goes out of his house pat was at too many games mm-hmm. um and I forgot to mention the most important part of of too many games is that I finally met the legend tim atwood
1: ah uh, nice how'd that go uh,
0: he he's a he's a peach yeah. very quiet reserved man um you know he's retiring he had a health scare a year ago but he's doing, oh, yeah he's doing, I remember that but he's doing a lot better now and um he has uh he, he's getting rid of most of his stuff I think it's on eBay right now I forget his eBay name um but he's selling some stuff on eBay right now um there's actually a country legend named Tim atwood that's funny to know that but um I don't know what is what is eBay handle is it but he's he has some 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 of his stuff's going on there but I think the the rarest stuff um, is not going to be put up. It, it might be passed down mm. to the next generation. So, so you're not going to see that box of six day events come up on on uh, on eBay. That'd be nuts. I'm sure that the the, uh, the sealed game collectors there that were buying them up were like probably, you know, asking him, hey, "When are you going to sell them? Are you Going to sell them?" And they probably <laughs> want to get at them all. But um, you know, he's going to enjoy retirement. He's going to travel, and uh, I think I think Tim Atwood deserves a little. Little rest and relaxation. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he's in his sixties. You know, just you know, he's he's had a good life. And uh
1: it's Atwood T M is his eBay.
0: Oh, Atwood T M. Mm-hmm. What does he have up for sale right now? He, do you say a Quantum Q Six
1: Edge Power Wheelchair, brand new, never used
0: uh for games. I mean, nothing. Oh, so games right he now? He has one thing listed. Did he just did he just list it? you we want to hit completed items?
1: Uh, just, uh, I don't know where completed items is. Anyways, it doesn't matter.
0: Um. But I met him. Auction.
1: Okay. We, we, all those things. Yeah, that's the only thing. Okay, well, about, he told
0: yeah. me stuff's going on there. So, that's right, it's Atwood, TM, TM. Um, Stuff's going on there. And, yeah, just a, just a nice guy. Just a nice, nice, uh, nice older, older fellow. So... So I, did, I didn't get a chance to buy him uh, a sandwich, unfortunately. Boo! So I, I, sh- I, sh- I should Venmo him for a sandwich. You should. You know what's weird about Venmo? Make sure it's private, people. I don't want to see what your random payments are I, on, I, I on hate Venmo. Venmo. I don't know. By why... default, it's public that you're paying back your hooker or or your for bowling or whatever. I don't want to see that on my on my app. It's social spending. Yes, it's which awful. is fine. You want to if you want, but why why share like? who you're paying money back to. It shouldn't that be private between you and your friends or mistress or whatever else. Like I don't want to see that.
1: Well, it's that, you know? that
0: the whole that that uh, it's not a bug, that's a feature. Uh, yeah, but it's going to is that gonna make you spend more that I'm paying so back for a sandwich. Like No, it's uh, just vapid. I, I had a good conversation at, at the at the party about how social media is, is destroying mm-hmm. us and I'm becoming more and more leaning to that 95% that this stuff is for the the worse worserment the worsening of our society in general. It's for the birds. And, of course, someone will say to me, well, Pat, that's just the way we are right now. Well, technology uh, moves a lot faster than uh, evolution, human evolution, how our brains develop. So t- talk about uh, drugs and games being addictive. Social media is addictive. It, and that, that's, a, that's a feature, not a bug, like Instagram constantly swiping down and seeing what's going on in your feed sorry this is going off the rails but this is gonna be a weird podcast we're gonna have a lot a lot of topics that are in the news right now uh what was the other thing i was gonna say oh pat's unsolved mysteries encounter yesterday was
1: there a man at the door
0: with a knife no but there was a woman at the door so it was around three o'clock i um i was writing and can barely hear the 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 doorbell with the headphones on but i heard it and i went out and uh it was an older woman about late 70s at the door and she had a camera in her hand
1: mm-hmm.
0: i was like and i was without a shirt I'm like well, what is this, like paparazzi what's going on here so I was, like, I was like oh hey what's going on she's like um oh hi i used to i used to live here and i was like in my head real quickly well you weren't the last owner you weren't the owner before that so i, was, I went to she's old she might have been the original owner from like or lived in the house like in the 50s when the house was built. Right. So I said, okay, cool, let me get a shirt. I <laughs> put a shirt on, I came back because Eden doesn't like me eating a burrito without a shirt. No, it's So bad. I figured I wouldn't expose her to that. So she gave me her name. Uh, her name was uh, uh, Barbara. And she says, yeah, I she said I was born in like 43. So I'm like, oh, late 70s. Okay, checks out. And then she said, I, "I grew up here," and so I, I was. I quizzed her because I know when the house was built because you know that when you buy a house, they tell you that. Yeah. And she told me when it, when it was within like a year. I was like, "Oh, okay, you did live here." And so um, I noticed she like parked in my driveway, at like a weird diagonal, mm-hmm. where like she wasn't like pulled up normally. She was like half in my driveway, half out. I just thought that was strange to see that. So I was saying, "Hey, lady, you don't live here anymore," but you know, okay. So she told me about about the neighborhood a little bit and then um i said "Do you want to come in and take a p-? she said my room was this room up, up front i said well i got a lot of crap in there right now so i'm still moving in so she said no I don't, need, I don't need to take a picture i took it from the outside then the conversation just took a little sad dark turn because she started to ask me about various neighbors so she oh. she's like oh do you know like uh you know sue that lives down the street or do you know, you know, the the, the, the whatever the Brunsons that lived over here live over here and I'm like I fucking saying her I don't think they're here anymore. Right. The nice way of saying they're probably all dead because this was sixty-five years ago plus you're talking about. Yeah. They're at least moved away or a lot of them are probably dead. And it was sad just because it was like her mortality in front of me, this is her you know, the last memory she's going to probably have of the house she grew up in when she was like 10 years old from the 50s. Now she's an older woman, probably doesn't have a huge amount of time left. She's asking about people that are already dead, most likely that I have no idea who they are. And then this is going to be me, you know, 40 years from now revisiting the house, taking pictures with whatever. Uh, She she had like a digital camera, but in 40 years it'll just be in your eyelid, you know, on your eye, a little lens that you just click to take a picture of. That'll be me. Visiting visiting uh, the house in 40 years that she visited, you know, 65 years later, um, that she she probably lived until college for her, which was probably she was 43 43, you know, 67 or so. She was probably left and went to college, so she hadn't lived here in 50 years, uh, at at most probably. So um, no, it was it was like a weird moment at a time that happened that I was like I was like paranoid like what is going on because that's something you like hear about like in a movie happening and like yeah you don't. Once, I don't expect
1: that to happen. You don't in real expect life. like a
0: nearly eighty-year-old lady coming to your door and saying, oh, "I lived here like sixty years ago," and I'm like, "Okay, that's weird." I'm like, "That's awesome that you're still around. I want to visit." I guess she lives somewhere in California now and decided to come back. She was kind of weird on her on her story. I, I, I don't know if she didn't want to share. I'm like, "So, I'm like, where do you live now?" And she, whatever. Or she, or or was it unsolved mysteries? It was a ghost sighting, and it didn't really happen. But she was she she did park she did have a rental car I did notice that my, my, I sleuthed that because she didn't have a proper license plate in the front of her car and it looked like a rental car but she was parked halfway in and out of my driveway which I thought was weird and I just thought that was strange it's like well it's kind of my house still I'll just park halfway in your driveway there's, there's street parking lady Now she, she was she was very nice she was a nice woman I talked to her for like five ten minutes so alright moving on with the show so, there's been some outcry
1: lately in uh in regards to Pokemon Sword and Shield. Sword um, and Shield. When is
0: this coming out? Comes out in the fall. On the Switch? Yeah, in the fall. It's going to be a, a huge it's going to be a huge hit. It's going to sell a billion copies.
1: Okay. So, um there's been some some problems with with it. The the community's not happy. Basically Junichi Musa- uh, Masuda said that not all Pokemon are going to be transferable to Sword and Shield. uh, Only ones that are in the Galar region. So the Galar region is where Pokemon Sword and Shield is going to take place. I'm going to turn it off.
0: Go ahead. Go,
1: Um. Yeah. So... Only Pokemon from the Galar region can be transferred in. What this means is that if it's not in... Sword and shield already you can't transfer it in from another game. So it's
0: those different continents where Pokemon live and reside? Yes. And so, the, what's the Galar region? Is that like a which that, one is that?
1: That one's going to be more like uh, an England, UK sort of region. Okay, so so they can't tra- I'm, uh, they can't transfer in the Pokemon from any of the previous games, which is a big deal for Pokemon players. Even going back to um, you know, you could send Pokemon up to Gold and Silver that you caught in Red and Blue. Um, they redid essentially Generation One with uh, Fire Red and Leaf Green, so that you could get those original Pokemon and put them in Ruby, Emerald, Sapphire, um, and then even when they started releasing the first DS ones, you could put your Game Boy Advance cartridge in the bottom and transfer your Game Boy Advance Pokemon to um, you know the DS ones. And then the, there was an app that you could use to send. Pokemon that you caught in the DS games into uh, the 3DS ones so So in
0: theory I could have created my own Pokemon leveled up in red and blue on the original Game Boy and then transfer them each successive concept
1: theoretically you could be using the same starter that you had in red and blue my
0: super Pokemon from 20 years ago 25 years ago whatever
1: it was Um, and this is the first time that's not going to be available, Okay, which is weird because they had just announced a new like Pokemon home and trading center. I think that was called Pokemon home, which, you know, would be the sort of thing you need if you're going to be doing a lot of trading back and forth. Um, but then they came out and said that it wasn't going to be the case. Uh, they, they, they weren't putting everything in or you wouldn't be able to use everything. It's just not going to be possible. Okay. Um, this is even weirder because during Generation 7, which was Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Moon, they said they had done 3D versions of all the Pokemon to future-proof the series so that they could continue this And there's like how on. many
0: Pokemon? Like over
1: 700? It's like 850-something. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, but... So this, they they did this so they could say that they were future-proofing it, so it, this wouldn't be an issue moving forward. And now they're saying they can't do it. And it's not that they upgraded the models or anything like that. They just... I,
0: I, they the, can't the, do it, or they just don't want to?
1: They just don't want to, seems to be what it is. And it's uh-huh. everyone's impression is that the game is being rushed, and because the game is being rushed, they can't take the time to implement all of these Pokemon. Um... It's one of those cases where I understand the disappointment. I do. Uh, even to me, it's like, oh, that sucks, even though, quite frankly, I've never really taken advantage of that option to its fullest. Um, but a lot of people are
0: real bent out of shape about it. Because and... they want to play their Pokemon from... Yeah. From... I
1: understand it. It, it, it's, it's a big part of the game, and to not be able to do it this time around is... Like, like I said, So it shows a Pikachu here. So if you have a Pikachu from the first generation, since Pikachu's in this one, you'll be able to transfer that Pikachu. But let's just say that your starter in the very first Pokemon was Bulbasaur. If is not in this game already, you're not going to be able to transfer that Bulbasaur to the game.
0: So you won't be able to transfer as long as it's one that it still exists.
1: Yes. But okay. people are upset because that really narrows... That It's narrowing down the playing field. Well, we don't no, know. No one so knows what's going to be we, in there We don't yet. know
0: there could be 450 or 500... Would that be enough to cover you know ninety five percent of people, you know, for hardcore Pokemon players, it, it's it's going to be a problem. For people who are just well, playing it, they'll probably be fine. Just start over with a new one.
1: It's just it's I think it's a I think it worries them because Game Freak has already said that Pokemon's not really their number one priority anymore. And then you've got the announcement that this is you know looking rushed and they're not putting all the Pokemon in. What,
0: what, wait, is looking rushed just because not all the Pokemon are in, or is there another reason why?
1: Well, that and it went from like announcement to release, and like I mean, it went fast.
0: So, but this isn't, this isn't a game you can put out in like a only even a year, though. They've been working this game for a long time, probably. Who knows? But, anyways, so that's what's
1: wrong. That's that's the problem people are having with it. Uh, well, what was
0: their statement? Uh, well, the statement released yesterday. Let's see. What's it was because there was outrage, and they said you're lazy. I saw people saying they're calling them lazy. That's kind of fucked up.
1: I don't think it's lazy. I think, it, I think, right. I think rushing the game is, is probably it. They're probably working as hard uh, as they can. I just don't, I don't think that they're being lazy.
0: Thank you to all our fans for caring so deeply about Pokemon. Recently, I shared the news that some Pokemon cannot be transferred to Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. I've read all your comments and appreciate your love and passion for Pokemon. Just like all of you, we are passionate about Pokemon, and each and every one of them is very important to us. After so many years of developing the Pokemon video games, this was a very difficult decision for me. I'd like to make one thing clear. Even if a specific Pokemon is not available in Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield, that does not mean it will not appear in future games. The world of Pokemon continues to evolve. The Galar region offers new Pokemon to encounter, trainers to battle, and adventures to embark on. We are pouring our hearts into these games, and we hope you will look forward to joining us on this new journey. Okay, that's reasonable. I mean, he's saying that, you know, maybe part of his uh, devil's advocate, he wants people to play and maybe get closer to know the new Pokemon in there versus just playing the same one they have for, you know, 25 years. It's true, but
1: there's usually yeah. um, things that lock, I mean, you can just lock it to end game. I mean, they kind of did that with uh, Pokemon Black and White um, where you can't do it until after you beat the Elite Four, essentially the final bosses.
0: Oh, then you can play it. That's and then you an option. can
1: start putting them in. Um, Black and White um, had 150 all new Pokemon for the story mode, and then afterwards you were able to bring in the other Pokemon.
0: So, if, so in some of the games, if you bring in your past Pokemon that's leveled up, is he like a super one to start? Like he can just crush everyone? No, because um,
1: that's been worked in the Pokemon since the very beginning. Uh, Pokemon will only listen to you based on what badges you have okay. from gym leaders or what you've you've uh, what you've completed. So if you put in a level 99 Pokemon and you're just starting the game, it's not going to listen to you. It's not going to do anything. It won't the fight, what, the it won't what fight you for you. what
0: are you transferring over then? Like What What? what essence is transferred end over?
1: End game is the big part of Pokemon where you start getting all your Pokemon together, your new teams, and you...
0: Then you get your supercharged one at the end. Yeah, and then you. Okay.
1: that's when you're doing online battles and that's when you're okay. doing local battles and things like that.
0: Okay, so it's not the single game that you're worried about. It's after that. Okay. So people... If that Pokemon st- still is in there, we'll have that. If not, they, gotta, they can't bring it with in. that. Yes. How many do you transfer over from each game? Is it usually a single or is like a bunch?
1: You, I mean, people can transfer the whole collection of oh, them if so, they want.
0: So just about every player will be able to transfer at least one or two, it sounds like, it, depending on how big the library is. Sure. The odds of them not transferring at least a few of them is probably small as, as hell, especially if they put in a chunk of them.
1: Okay. I think right. for them it's just the principle. Like I said, I'm not right. that right. upset, but I do understand it. Okay. Um, I don't know, once again the people who are freaking the fuck out need to stop. Stop freaking out. Don't
0: buy the game if it you that much.
1: Um, stop being a child. Uh, complaining is one thing. Well, here's obviously the thing. being upset Let, is one thing, but let's don't see the list. Don't, don't it doesn't matter. It, it, it's no, not I'm, gonna matter who what what the list is. There's always gonna be someone who's missing something. It's it's the fact that they're not all there.
0: Okay. Um, but most people will be able to transfer over most of them and be and be fine but it's like they're not going to get pikachu in here or a lot of the popular ones are going to be i to me if i was doing a game like this and maybe they don't have the resources to redo all under 850 and add all the bells and whistles but i'm like okay what if we do like uh, the the 150 most popular ones some weird ass ones and then we got whatever the 100 new ones we'll put in there and that'll satisfy like eighty percent of people. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I'll be you happy
1: know. with it as long I mean, as the game is good.
0: How many, how many different Pokemon do people like go back to? Is, is there, I mean, does, do people use every single one of the 850 Over, you know, they find their one they like.
1: People just like to have them.
0: This is like a Smash Brothers problem. People now expect every single fucking fighter to be in going forward because because they never dropped any out beforehand. They've created. Well, they dropped
1: plenty of them in a Smash.
0: Well, they brought them all back for, yes, the li- for yeah. this one. That's um, what I mean. Yeah. I just, I wish people
1: wouldn't overreact. I wish I this wasn't the case. I, I can I see. wish people wouldn't, you know, be threatening.
0: Well, yeah. I can see where people are like, well, this is an attack on my childhood because I won't be potentially be able to hang out with a digital creation net. Was around in the '90s. I get that. I don't even think it's so much that. It's well, just that something that has
1: been with the game basically since the beginning, that was such a big part of it, is gone.
0: No, well, well, but it's there. If you it, like, so so say my five characters that I bring over are all still there. My game's not affected at all. I bring over, uh let's see, Mocha and Fajita and Cuddles. They come on board, and I, and I can go fight with them. And chemo I'm just naming cats now that I've known. A good and, cat. and Sushi. What, 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 when I have these characters, I'm fine. But yeah, I understand if Ian Ian uh, can't get Spike in because Spike's a uh, you know a, a, a Poliwhirl is that one? Sure, Poliwhirl's not brought in. It's one of the three Pokemon's I know. Poliwhirl's not brought in, so now Ian's mad because he can't. How is him. that
1: one of the three Pokemon? Because I, I know.
0: because I had a stuffed Poliwhirl from from Seaside Heights in like '98 gotcha. that I won. Okay, because it looked cool. Because it looked like Twilight's own symbol. Is, is is he a popular one? or she whatever the hell it is. They can be both.
1: Um I like Pollywirl. I don't know if it's necessarily popular,
0: but So I like are it. you surprised I know what Pollywirl is? It's I, just a random one. It's it's one of the 850 They create 850 of these things of these plush monsters they've created. Holy crap. All right, I don't have anything to say. I I'm not I'm not I'm trying to think about if I was that attached to this how much I would care that that my digital creation is not going to be there for this go around but might be there you know a few years from now in the next one my, my poly world named sushi or not chemo all right ian i just thought this was an interesting story um about nintendo president speaking out against video game censorship
1: so we kind of actually touched on this a little bit when uh in a topic from a few months back i talked about uh, seeing some interesting stuff on the eShop that I never would have expected to see. Oh, yeah, um,
0: like some some borderline booby stuff.
1: Yeah. Right? Um, you know, <laughs> like strip, mo- there is, uh, there is, uh, Jesus, I own it physically on a couple of systems. Oh, though. you own
0: it physically. That's right. You own it.
1: But one of the, uh, shit. What is it called? Bo-
0: Whatever. Booby Mahjong 4?
1: It was, um, it's one of the, like, strip mahjongs. They're not really stripping, but there's suggestive images. You can spank the girl after you beat them in mahjong. Really? Yeah. I don't think you
0: told me that part of it. Yeah, there was that one. That's more objectionable to <laughs> me than it would be for nudity. There, there, there's, there's, you can abuse the women, it's, potentially. It's, it's, it's a weird game. But they like it.
1: Um, and then <laughs> they had been putting on... Uh, I don't know exactly what they were, but they were, like... They were all in Japanese still, but you could get them in the U.S. And each one, like, there was, like, two or three of them. And they showed, like, a picture... Of a a pretty woman um, Real not like a cartoon And then it showed like a bunch of dialogue choices So I don't know if it was like a mini dating simulator Or what Uh, They also released Senran Kagura Reflections Which is a uh, motion control Massage simulator Essentially Um, So yeah it was looking interesting Because Nintendo's releasing all of this stuff When Sony started to crack down
0: Yes. Um, Sony
1: started to crack down on certain things. Uh, There was going to be censorship, some things mildly censored between the um, Switch version and the PS4 version of, I think it was Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball. Okay. Um, And uh, the seventh Sunren Kagura game... Uh, was actually, it's in limbo, but it was partially canceled because Sony was going to uh, censor some things. Uh, I think like the dressing room mode, which is basically like you rotate 3D models and dress them up in
0: clothes. So, this was a, this was a Q&A session at Nintendo's 79th annual general meeting of shareholders. Um, and, and one question, let's see, someone asked, this is from an article uh, from Spiel Times. Uh, one one person asked about Sony's recent controversial censorship policies and queried Nintendo's position on the issues. Nintendo president Shuntaro Furukawa dismissed the concern by saying that Nintendo and other third parties apply for objective ratings from organizations like the CERO. C E R O. Guessing that's a
1: that's that's a CERO is their rating system. That's the one
0: overseas. Okay. Uh, Furukawa also pointed out that the Switch's parental controls can already protect children from mature titles. However, it wasn't the entirety of the president's response and what inter- was interpreted as a thinly veiled critique of Sony for Carl stated that, Platform-holding companies would inhibit the industry if they arbitrarily chose what content should not be allowed in the market. He suggested that Nintendo's goal is to protect expression in video games and censor as little as possible. Wow, what a turnaround in in, in 20 years. Yeah, it's crazy. What a you, turnaround. And if
1: you keep going down, I didn't even see this. I just read the top part. The current censorship fiasco, they actually talk With about Sony? Dead or Alive Extreme 3, Scarlet... Um... They censored Omega Release. Basically, it, you know, they're they're covering up the boobs. Um Sun so, and Kagura was mentioned in there too.
0: So Nintendo's basically saying that, you know, why we don't have to do it because, you know, there's ratings companies that they rate the games and there's parental controls, So that to us that's good enough.
1: Right. They're do it's parents' responsibility yeah. and, and you know the the rating system's responsibility wow. to handle this. And I, I I agree. Um I've always thought it was very weird that after, I mean, how long a video game console's been a thing, really? 77, 87, 97, 50 years?
0: 50 years in 2022. Yeah, so we're, yeah,
1: we're getting close to 50 but censorship, years. censorship,
0: you want to say, started with, with, like, Custer's Last stands like Atari, it, something like that.
1: 50 We're close to 50 years. Yeah. And um, it's still, even though they're expensive enough that adults are buying them, Mm -hmm. just for themselves. It's not just a kid's thing anymore. It's always blown my mind that they still censor um, like sexual content on consoles. It's
0: very weird to me. Well, violent as well. Back to the Nintendo.
1: Well, back in the day, yes. But I'm just saying, specifically now, it's more like sexual content. I mean, you look at E3, stuff like that, and uh, you you got people being disemboweled with katanas. Yeah,
0: that's fine. That's fine for kids to see, but we can't show a nipple.
1: Right, exactly.
0: That's just our back-ass fucking puritanical ways coming to the forefront. Still.
1: So, it's ridiculous, and I think it's crazy how it's flip-flopped, but, I mean, good for Nintendo.
0: Yeah, I just saw something on Twitter. It was like, oh, watch Doom, do where you pop a guy's head off with a shotgun under the chin, or something I'm like, oh, that's great. My 12-year-old can see that, and that's fine. Just, you know, desensitize him to violence. That's do you have okay. a 12-year-old? Uh, in theory. I might. Who knows? Is his name Adonis? <laughs> what? Adonis what is that supposed to be like Adonis Creed or is that another reference to something
1: That's a reference to I believe uh Drake's child that he hid from the public forever or for a while his name is Adonis I believe oh is that the one that probably yeah.
0: Draymond made fun of him for in the fun- <laughs> that was so. it is. come on Drake pay, pay. Don't, don't shame the kid you know be a, be a dad publicly yes Adonis is his son's name anyways that was
1: just a little joke
0: Okay, I thought you were referencing something else there. I'm like, no. I'm honest. I watched Creed 2 the other day, except for the last half hour, and I got to rent it online. Anyway, I love Dolph Lundgren. Anyway, Ian, so um, anyway, this, Pat. this is good news, obviously, because, you know, you don't get in the way of these companies doing their thing and rate the games properly. If they're not doing something illegal or something that heinous, like a nipple, you know, I'd be fine with it. Real heinous. Is, is there actual now nudity on the Switch, if I went and looked? could no. I find nudity? There's still no nudity. No.
1: Okay. I mean, I mean and what Sony was censoring wasn't even it was nudity. nudity. It was just it boobies. a lot of bouncing boobies or whatever? Yeah, they were they were censoring some of the content, making it and less it was, let's oversexual. Not, let's not get
0: those DOA people against us again. Oof. Whatever. Oof. Get some anime uh, avatars after us again. Oof. Um, all right. So, uh, okay. that's That's positive news. And again, Sony gets thrown under the bus. Uh, every week from the Microsoft and Nintendo, which I just think is funny. Yeah, they're, point. they're they're getting beat up. I just don't understand what what they're doing. Flex Pro Meals, it's a meal delivery company that sends healthy pre-made meals to your doorstep. They don't just give you salad; Ian, you know, they don't give you salad. They give you like chicken, give you fish, give you st- some some meat, mm-hmm. sticks to your ribs. Epic recipes, entrees you may have grown up on, they make healthier versions of. They they got like the they got chicken and sweet potatoes in. They got mm-hmm. that. They got the Chipotle Bowl, that's delicious. They got you know steak and veggies. If You want to go a little more, a little more simple and basic and, and get those gains on with that. What what are a couple of your favorite Ian, that you like?
1: Like the Italian sausage rigatoni. Oh one. God! I like the backyard barbecue. The beef stroganoff was good, although I think that one's been cycled out.
0: It's all I, pretty good. Don't you know? We gotta present the proper information here. We <laughs> it's been cycled out. That's a disappointment. That's a good one. But they do update their the roster that you can select from all the time. So they have a weight loss fat trimmer plant and the lean muscle larger portion plant. Um, there's also the smoked brisket mac and the breakfast burrito that I like in grilled fish and chips. So for you get 20% off your first order with Flex Pro Meals by using code CU Podcast when you visit flexpromeals.com, and that's 20% off your first order using code CU Podcast at flexpromeals.com. Ian and I have eaten tons of Flex Pro meals, <laughs> and we love them. All right, some wrestling news, Ian. Mm-hmm. So we talked. I talked about how my interest in WWE was waning, and it turns out I wasn't the only one. No, ratings have been on the, sl- the slide and decline heavily of the past. You know, let's just say this year they've been. And um, when, whenever ratings start to go, it's usually not for something sudden. It's usually you build up to that where okay I'm I'm sick of this watching this anymore over time right and that pretty much was what happen to me I'm am sick of wrestlers not being pushed properly that I like storylines not making any sense 50-50 booking which means that you know your one wrestler beats one guy one week then he get, then he loses the week next week to the next guy it doesn't help build any stars and and the same shit getting pushed down your throat you know year after year so ratings have been bad and it sounds like live attendance has been pretty terrible as well um, there was word from uh, they, that they tarped off a huge amount of section at the last pay per view event. Not even just a raw. Like there was people that just weren't showing up for these events anymore. I think it was um uh, I think it was a uh, Kofi defending against Dolph Z- Ziggler uh, from a couple few weeks back, whatever it was. So things have been bad, like, and we knew they've been bad. But they've they've uh, now it's, it's the good
1: shit it's that good shit
0: that that's makes... good shit right there Dean Ambrose came out on Jericho's podcast and gave his reason for leaving which is basically because Vince McMahon is things we we talked about that Vince McMahon runs the yeah, show about that. and and that you know um, he didn't want to reference uh, Roman Reigns uh, having cancer as part of a storyline and they, he did it and he felt sick afterwards because Vince wanted him to you know and, and and that's really what it comes down to we have one guy who at the end of the day is over the hill creatively hasn't come up with a good idea in forever and he's the last word this is what you get so now they're going desperation mode entirely and they've hired this is non-cave favorite meaning in real life they've hired in executive positions to run both raw and smackdown paul Heyman to to be the the, the show showrunner for raw and eric bischoff to run smackdown um it's wild to see Bischoff back. He's back. Well he's been back before, but he never was yeah. in creative control in to this, this extent. Power, yes. Yeah. He was an on screen character. He was great as an on-screen character when he came back. So this is going to happen slowly just because obviously their storylines are already going. There's a there's another they don't call them pay-per-views anymore, but they still do. It's weird. Uh, pay-per-view coming up uh in a week or two that I have no interest in. But last night was the first show that Heyman officially Paul Heyman was officially the showrunner on. I watched it. And you can see a difference. So in the first ten minutes, uh, they had a nose, uh, false count anywhere match between Lashley and Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman shoulder blocked uh, Lashley through the LED screen in the back.
1: That's what that was. I saw like a GIF of it.
0: Yeah, and they and they, they 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 rigged a bunch of you know pyro like they're getting electrocuted. Pop pop pop, pop yeah. And Corey Graves dropped the holy shit. And this is eight you know eight oh eight. PM. This isn't even like nine on yet, right? So obviously they, that's planned, and they they cut to this angle from up above. They never use it. And like there was no no commentary for like five whole minutes as they show them stretchering. So this is almost like wow, this is the new direction. Um, and then there was still garbage though. There was still the same old stuff that they're still trying to you know probably phase out. Um, one of the weird things they did though, I think there's a new rule that they want to do where no more matches going through commercial breaks. Yes. That, to me, is horrible just because that means you'll never get a match over maybe 10 to 12 minutes on TV on one of these shows. That You don't want that. You want to be able to have a 25-minute match on TV or a 30-minute match. Um, and now they, they've given it where now, they're well, last night, they, they found reasons to stop matches and restart them just for commercial breaks. For the live audience, that would be terrible, too, because they're watching absolutely nothing. Until the match restarts. That's going to go away. That cannot stay around. You need to have be able to have a 20 minute match. Half hour match on on uh, Smackdown and Raw. I guarantee you that's going to go away. But at least last night. That's what they did. The other thing they did. The extreme thing they did. Something from the Attitude Era. They brought back Mike and Maria Canellis. Uh, Remember then? They hired them like three and a half years ago. They haven't done shit. Because uh, they haven't been around. Then then she got pregnant and had a kid. And then they, they've done absolutely nothing since they signed. And they just re-signed them. They did an angle where she revealed during a mixed tag match with um with Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins who are now teaming up because they're dating in real life, which is fucking horrible by the way to do something like that cuz it it diminishes both of them by doing that. Anyway, uh they had uh Maria Kanellis who I've interviewed at Comic-Con say, "I'm pregnant." And and, and Mike is like, "What?" And then Almost, and way like, how is this possible? And and her saying, "You are not man enough to get me pregnant." Maybe I can have Becky, the only man around here, you know, uh, impregnate me. This is like attitude era stuff that they did. The crowd kind of liked it, but it was still kind of weird to see that on a Raw in two thousand nineteen, especially with characters that have been used ever and now they're trying to work it, which is good. And the big thing though that they've done that's positive that they should have done two fucking years ago w- was use uh, Gals and Anderson with AJ Styles. Because that's a, a natural uh, um, stable. And so AJ Styles turned heel on, on Ricochet in the main event. So that was, that you could say, like, okay, that was common sense. But it's good that they're finally moving in that direction. And using gals and Anderson who haven't been used almost at all in the three years they've been there. Mm. And they, and they want to leave anyway. So you might as well try to use them get them to stay or just use them at least. So you can tell there was some Paul Heyman shine on the show. But we'll see where it develops. The Eric Bischoff thing to me is kind of stranger, just because Eric Bischoff was never a guy known be a savvy businessman, but was never known to make the smartest decisions when it came to booking and to you know no, maximizing mean, potential yeah. of wrestlers. So I'm not certain that's going to work out if he's really the head guy on SmackDown. The good news is that then these shows, in theory, would will be, will be entirely different if it's, if Vince doesn't meddle. SmackDown and Raw will be entirely different. Because that's the problem now. They're, they're the same show.
1: It does say here that everything is still going through McMahon.
0: So maybe the filter. He trusts these two guys more since they've been in the business for you know twenty five years each, maybe or more for 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 both of them. Almost thirty years, I think, for Heyman. If you go back.
1: Yeah, I, I mean it, it. It can only. A shakeup at this point can only help. I don't think there's much lower that you can fall.
0: Well, Vince, wants, according to this article, if Vince wants to bring back the XFL. He's going to be he can't do both that and WB he just can't. Sure,
1: which would be good. Be good. I think the XFL is doomed to fail again. But that whatever.
0: Well, the new uh, league, the AFL, F- is is, is gone, gone. I think it didn't even Already? make it through a season. Yeah,
1: that no, it was it. Was they were they were told. Uh, they were t- they they had to vacate their hotel rooms. All it the was, players, yeah. They they were told like it's not Bill's not being paid. You got to go. Um, but yes, no. The this Alliance one, of
0: American Football.
1: This will be interesting to watch. Um, I'll do a lot of reading about it before I decide to spend any time watching it. Uh, but better than Chess Vince.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure this is the way to go because. You could have other people that put in for, you know, I, I guess it's good that Vince sees the writing on the wall that ratings are slipping. You have a huge uh, fucking huge deal with Fox coming up TV deal that you have to keep ratings up. Or they're going to be mad and, and things will not go well. So it's good that this is but it should have gotten to this point. But that's always how this stuff happens. Yeah, It's always how this stuff happens, especially in wrestling, when people just for some reason don't know what good good business is and how to build stars and to put together coherent storylines. I just don't I don't know. They don't listen to the people that they hire. That's, yeah. what, that's what happens here. All right. Well, I'll, I'll watch SmackDown tonight a little bit. I still. Do, let's put it this way The Raw was different. I still wasn't in love with the Raw. I was like, okay. Well, I mean, the changes aren't going to be
1: immediate. But It even says in the article that it's expected to be a very slow transition.
0: I, but unless they give them full carte blanche, you know, we'll see. But it was interesting to see, like, the different people being used. It was. You know, not same old, same old. But they got to get rid of this thing where this wild card rule, where the, the rosters don't matter between Raw and SmackDown. You have Daniel Bryan showing up on Raw and and Kofi going back and forth and New Day. It's like keep them separate. Otherwise, there's no point in having the brands anymore. There's no point in doing it. Okay. Um, Ian, do we have a do we have a tale from the game store? We do not. Are we still on hiatus? Yes, we are. How long have we been on hiatus? Today? I don't know. Till people stop being assholes. I don't think you should have even said that people were doing that. They might do it more, but okay. All right, we got a Patreon poll. Uh, I screwed up the Patreon poll at patreon.com slash cpodcastian. I put two of the same options. So there's only really two separate options instead, of, options instead of three. So the number one winner was, at 64%, um, is it more enjoyable to play games on original hardware slash software, or does it make no difference to you, Ian?
1: With most games, it as long as I'm playing it and it's a fairly it's it's an accurate representation of it, good emulation or or what have you. Um, no, I don't really genuinely care what I'm playing it on for the most part. There are a couple of systems that I like, and it's not that playing on original hardware adds nothing to it, because it does, but it it adds something tactile, visual, uh, something familiar. Um, So I think a lot of people, you know, just remember all the cartridges and the systems fondly. I understand wanting them and having them. Um, I understand wanting to use original hardware because of the look. Uh, These are all the things I hear, you know, uh, every day when people come in. But for me... Yeah, I like collecting PC Engine games and playing them on original hardware, but. What? Am I going to frown upon someone who isn't? No. And I don't think at this point, as long as they're setting things up right, they're going to get a vastly, uh, a drastically different uh, experience. Um, I, I don't. I. I think it's good enough for 85% of people, 80% of people, to play on an emulator, or even just play on a Retron, or even an analog, because we don't have to look at these things as being um, just shitty clones. Analogs are not original hardware. They act like it, but it's not. So... and I I don't know, I've been playing more Genesis in the past three months than I have in the past ten years probably on that thing. So no, it's obviously not affecting my enjoyment at all. It might even be increasing my enjoyment because it's an easy, simple solution to hook something up and just go.
0: So it's increasing your enjoyment from this era, not from the original era, you're saying, because it's easier in 2019.
1: Sure. I'm just okay. saying it's it's not official hardware and I'm enjoying myself just fine.
0: Okay. Um, well, I guess it depends on on what what are you looking to get out of it. Um, if you want like the exact visual representation, yeah, you're gonna have to get a CRT and 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 the standard, you know, uh, composite AV cables with your little scan lines and, and you play because that's how you remember it. If that's if that's what you want to get out of it, yeah. Um, to me, the the thing that you must have to me to the way the the way the founders intended it. the way the creators intended it was with the joy- joystick or controller that they gave you to play with. To me that's that's the the biggest thing. Um, and that doesn't mean you can't use a different D-pad, but you know going back to you know they didn't want you playing Nesticle, you know, playing the games on a keyboard. That's not the sure. re- representation of how the game should be played, you right. know, accurately. Or a joystick when you should be using a gamepad. But even a specific a specific gamepad. So like for Nintendo 64 to me I would want to use a Nintendo 64 gamepad versus you know a PS2 style gamepad USB I think there's a difference in using the original I just do uh for that uh, there's something there's a there's a bigger connection there versus even to me how it looks with scan lines or not I I think you have to use something close to an original you know controller to get what's intended out of it but it doesn't mean you can't still enjoy it obviously at least for me and I, I prefer to use uh you know an NES Pad if I play NES games, or at least a Super One, but even the d pads different. different, yeah. a lot different on an NES versus a Super Nintendo. Oh yeah, uh, controller. So that can have slight, subtle differences in how you play. Not, not saying you can't do it, but th- it, it is subtle. Um, I, I think uh, when I see this question and people talk about it, they think there's. I think that I think when people go overboard saying it doesn't matter, is that they think there's some sort of elitism involved with wanting to do the original hardware. And there could be an, el- an elitism in an elitism of thinking you can only enjoy it by playing on original. Uh, hardware, which I think that's BS, but no, I don't think we can discount people's connection to how the, how they feel playing it on original, you know, hardware. I mean, there shouldn't be any reason why people should still be. Uh, if you want to say you, you shouldn't have to play a, 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 an old uh, LP Beatles album, just fucking play it digitally or play a CD. But people say no, there's there's a reason you want to use the, you know the original uh, way it was released. It sounds richer, whatever else but do you really, you know, at the end of the day, it's like you get the same enjoyment 99% out of it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like Uh, I said,
1: I under, I understand the, uh, I don't know. Like I said, the, the tactileness. of it, the, the desire to pull the cartridge off the shelf and put it into the Nintendo and push it down and fuck with it. It's from that era. It's, it's a relic. I get that. I just, I don't know that for me, and this is obviously a personal question. This is just an opinion. Um, Sometimes I really enjoy it. Sometimes I don't care what I'm playing on. I just, it depends. I, I for for me, I think it's it's nice to have one or two systems where I'm playing on the original hardware, the systems I really like, and then the rest, whatever works. So to me, they have still gonna have fun.
0: The happy medium to me is uh, the flat. I fully endorse the flash cart thing. Oh yeah, play too. that. Play it on original original hardware. Use a flash cart. That's exactly the same games, unless for some reason the flashcard. Some games are sometimes iffy or whatever, but ninety nine percent of games are fine uh, on them. To me, that's 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 great. You don't you, like the, the, you, needing the original software. To me, that's that's the weirder part to me. Like, why do I need the cartridge versus the flash cart? You know, like. That to me is the weirder. Well, part. I, was, I was wrapping yeah. that all up in it's the, a one, the original hardware thing. Yeah, but to me, that's even weirder to me because no. it's, it's just it's the same exact digital. It's digital information is yeah. exactly the same. I I agree it. that the the oh. flash
1: card is you know one of the best ways to go. Yeah. If you if if you don't have that passion for a system to actually go out and collect it, but you want to play it, you want the real hardware, or you just don't yeah. have the space, a uh, flash card is great. If I had all the space and all the money, I'd collect Genesis games, but I don't. So the flash cart and the analog work for me.
0: I feel like, why haven't I gotten my flash cart and, and put it in the Turbo Express? That seems like the most fun thing in the world to do. Yeah. That'd be fun as hell. You know? When, when's when's the, the new Hyperkin Turbo Express coming out? That's what I want to know. That, w- that would sell a lot. Sure. I think. Yeah, it would. With the ability to plug it into a TV with, like, HDMI to... I'm gonna, I'm gonna invest in this. Kickstarter, Ian. Oh, I, how have no one ever thought of that before? Looking at the, the adorable Turbo Express I always wanted as a kid. They
1: did. It was an April Fool's joke two or three years ago through Hyperkin.
0: For Turbo Express? Yes. Oh, they did? Uh huh. But they did the other they did the other uh, April Fool's joke and came out with that the the, the, yeah, the Game man. Boy thing that no one wanted. the, mm. the phone. They should have come yeah. out with this one. God man. I'm I'm doing your marketing for you. Do that before your N sixty four uh clone. Do that. You still have the recapped one, Ian? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Turbo Express. Sexiest hand held ever. Sorry, Turbo Express is. Nice and chunky in your hand. Has some weight and... Girth, there's some girth to it. That's the word of the month. Girth. girth. Some girth to that Turbo Express. All right, well, thanks for that uh, Patreon poll topic. Ian just had some writing. What was your last writing about, Ian?
1: I wrote about the fair. Went up
0: the other day. The Del Mar Fair which I won't make it to this year, probably. Yeah, the San Diego Because Pat's, Pat's a hermit. He doesn't go out.
1: No, it's because you're a workaholic hermit. Workaholic hermit.
0: Alright. Uh, Q&A time on the CU Podcast. Pat, Chad
1: Flenderman, at Chad Flenderman 8, here, would uh, like to... Oh, I thought I was supposed to be asking you. Whoops, whatever. He would like to know what I think about Luna and the Wii U. Uh, is it trash? Do they sell... Do they hold their value? Um, it's interesting. I think I think it's... Hashtag value! I think <laughs> it's... uh, Yeah, <laughs> that's a good hashtag. I think it's largely... Um, I think a lot of this has to do with the fact that there weren't... There just aren't as many Wii U's out there. But when I get a Wii U in... It's not all the time. But when I get a Wii U in, it does sell fairly quickly. Um, we rarely have any Wii U's in backup. Generally, okay. if someone comes in and asks for a Wii U, it's it's the one on the shelf, and that's it. Um, the games, the games don't actually sell very well, um, and they they certainly haven't really held their value. Uh, but the hardware itself seems to be in a spot where it's still moving. I think the price is one nineteen ninety nine or one twenty nine ninety nine, And I don't know if it's just Nintendo collectors trying to get one now before they become a little bit harder to find or well, or what. I mean, it's not
0: like... They're never going to be hard uh, to find.
1: Well, that, I was, yeah, leading into that. It's not like they're going to be impossible to find, but it is one of the lowest-selling Nintendo systems.
0: What did, what did it do in North America? Did, uh, I think did, it was like 10 mil or 11 mil worldwide. So in North America, probably three-quarters of it, like seven or something. Look it up. Uh, you can get one on eBay right now. A lot of bundles, obviously. People just get rid of everything. Looks like around 100 bucks, 90 bucks just for the console and hookups and the controller without any games. Here's one with a bunch of crap for like 150 with, with some games. So, we'll just say around $100 you can get one. Um... 115 for a 32 gig black one no one has the white one that's the one that the collectors gonna want
1: actually to i do I, I and i've been saying that since yeah. even halfway through the we use uh lifespan um i have only seen two white ones ever come through luna um every other single one has been the 32 gigabyte black one that i think is something that weird Nintendo collectors will try to get and hold on to are the white ones.
0: they sold thirteen and a half million worldwide. Um ninety six point five million uh software units. That's that's a good that's good for only selling less than fourteen million. That that's hardy. That's a that's like uh, Pat math. That's like uh over six to seven per, per console. Well there that's there, a great there was attachment. about
1: I mean there yeah. there was a handful of good games for it. They were mostly all by Nintendo. So it does make sense to me that if someone's buying a Nintendo system That's not really understood. They're probably going to be buying all those Nintendo titles as well.
0: Uh, And there's no no more new old stock left, right? That that they've all sold all those probably by now. That
1: I don't. I I would imagine that it's all gone. Yeah, but they used to to sell them
0: on eBay through their store. They used to do that. Where's uh? Where let me see. Let me see the North American sales. Let's see. Why can't I find North American sales? Oh, that date was from 2017. uh, That that. Uh, oh, it's, it's from Nintendo's website. Nintendo advertised on the website how many they've sold. So, um, as of March thirty first, yeah, thirteen point five six. Okay, up to thirty, almost thirty five. Switch that was Pat's low end number that I thought they were gonna sell, they're going to sell. they almost hit it already. What thirty five million? Oh, for Switch. I, I said between thirty five and just like forty to forty five. So they're going to hit that in, in Jesus Christ in two less than two and a half years.
1: Yeah, I think I think it'll probably top out around sixty forty five. Oh, we'll see. I think it might go higher. We'll that. see. But it's that's wow. I, I think I think once PS five and Xbox um, whatever come out, uh-huh. uh, I think I think whatever they've sold by then is basically when it's going to start trailing off. So
0: we'll just say out of those thirteen and a half million, we'll just say six to seven, probably at least half sold in the US. Yeah. So. so,
1: anyways, back to the question: um, the hardware still sells pretty well. Um, the games don't. So I'm not sure what the people are doing with the systems because a lot of the games that um, sold very well on the Wii U are now on the Switch. Exactly, yeah. Uh, your Mario Kart 8. Uh, I got it. Your yes. Splatoon, your Donkey Kong, your Mario Maker now. You don't need to worry
0: about... Either
1: know. either a,
0: a, a updated one or, or just a straight re-release. Right. Yeah. So... Which we knew was going to happen. That's where we're at that's where we're at with the Wii U. It's going to be a it's going to be a lost console unless there's a, enough games that you can only get on the Wii U, third party and first party, but there isn't probably that's going to be there t- 10 years from now. It, it's going to be a lost console. That's just the bottom line. Like like if like if Breath of the Wild only came out on the Wii U, then you'd have everyone buy the Wii, right. Wii U. Like it would be something that you wouldn't be able to keep in the store. Yeah, exactly. They would be able they would be able to manufacture more just to sell that one game. They probably would have sold a few million more just because of that one game. But they did the smart thing and, and they held it back. You know, but the software will never be worth anything, I don't think, for for most of those games going forward. I just don't think they're going to hold any value.
1: No, I could see um, some of the smaller releases, some of the games that got left behind and never transferred to the to the Switch. I mean, the
0: popular games.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, some of them are. So there, there's a few popular ones that haven't been yet. Like, uh, well, no, Bayonetta did. Wonderful 101 was
0: one that I was thinking. World. What is Breath of the Wild and the way you go for it? You can probably still buy it brand new. I'm guaranteed you can buy that brand new it still. It doesn't go for much at work. I don't know what it goes for, but it's not much. Yeah. Oh, you can buy them new for like $35 on Walmart. There you go. So there you go. So even people say, oh, there'll be collector's items. I don't think so. I don't think it's going to be a thing. We'll see. Weirder things have happened. Yes. I mean, I Chris Cole trying to say it's going to be like the Vectrex of a... Panel consoles. I think he said that. That's an interesting analogy when you think about it because it has a built-in screen. Yeah. Kind of. Almost a built-in screen. A fake built-in screen. <laughs> it's a... It, it's almost it's almost a built-in screen. Uh, all right. Uh, this is from at... Uh, Sean, at NJ underscore Gooner, Gooner 32 uh, Has Nintendo ever not offered something that you thought would sell well, such as a game accessory or service good seeing you at too many games pat good to see you too sean so was there every something that i guess nintendo could have produced and sold that they didn't that you thought would have done well interesting question a fucking joy con with a d-pad oh yeah that's that's a good one nintendo you're killing me nintendo a joy con with a fucking
1: d-pad is the most obvious thing in the world so obvious. It drives me nuts. I'm sitting there and I'm playing Mario and I'm having a good time last night. Mario Maker. And I'm having a good time because my buddy Fox sent me a set of Joy-Cons that he put together with a D-pad. And they're beautiful and they're gorgeous and they work great. And then I throw it on the uh, dock because it's starting to die and my Joy-Cons need to be charged. So So I slide the Joy-Cons onto the system and I grab my Pro Controller and I start playing Mario like I fucking washed my hands in butter.
0: My enjoyment of the NES games playing them on the Switch quickly subsided when I tried to play Ice Hockey, the game I'm trying to get better at to beat you at. And you cannot play Ice Hockey with the digital buttons. It's not a D-pad on the Joy-Con. You cannot. It's nearly impossible to do that, to play a game like that. You can't play a platformer with four buttons like that. It's worse than... The PlayStation ones, cause at least the PlayStation buttons on the D pad, were like connected in the middle, kind of, you know. Yeah,
1: there's, there's yeah, they're, they're they're the PlayStation buttons are great because they're flat here, they're, they're arrows that all point in. Yeah. here. so they they almost meet. But they then, almost make but, a D pad, but, but they slope down as well. They're flat yeah. for a little bit and they slope down, so your thumb slides around yeah. on them like a D pad.
0: So the people, well, the people that created the fucking D pad. Didn't want to put it on the. They wanted to sell their pro controllers. I mean, that's really that's what no. it was.
1: No, the main yeah. thing is, is uh, it, they can use it as two sideways controllers. But you still can with the D pad. I use mine. I, I still tilt mine sideways for like Mario Kart. You can still press up, down, left, and right as A, B, X, Y. It's easier to get used to they, that than it is.
0: Then they could have gave me a fucking piece of plastic to put on top to fake it. Then, like the Wonder Coin,
1: the what? The Wonder Coin. The Wonder Coin. The Wonder Swan. Um, they had something like that. To there fake was it? a little. It was a little coin. Like a little coin with a little bit of sticky stuff oh, on god. it. And it came with I had it, it came with guilty gear, I think. And uh, you put it on top of there so that your thumb moves smoothly over the the D pad. It's just a little circle, but that way you can do like fighting game inputs and stuff. Oh, something like that. So I like that. swear to god, a wonder coin
0: would do wonders. Sell, sell it to me for five bucks and everyone bought two of them. They would have sold millions of them, right? Yeah. Uh, you can I mean you can buy the third party like hoary ones, but then they don't have like the all the gyro stuff in them, right? Because they're cheap. They're 20 bucks. So yeah, no, and you can tech. only
1: use them while they're attached to the system. Yeah,
0: so it's like a weird half measure uh, to go, come on, Nintendo. You're killing me here. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll buy one for 40 bucks. Right now, I would have done it. All right, so what I came up with was, um, off the top of my head, I was surprised that Nintendo didn't put out a steering wheel accessory. And I think it would have probably done the best uh, for Super Mario Kart on the Super Nintendo. I'm surprised they didn't have a steering wheel. Uh, Offer for, for that because there was a lot of, for, there was a lot of racing games on Super Nintendo. I'm finding out with a certain Super Nintendo guy a well, lot. You've
1: got your room vroom wee wheel, so they kinda did.
0: Well, I'm talking about before that. <laughs> yeah, that no, doesn't no, count the no, piece no, of plastic. No, it doesn't. But um I'm kinda surprised there wasn't a Super Nintendo steering wheel. I'm really surprised. Yeah, it's not analog, but I think you could have done something. And definitely for the N sixty four I thought they would have they would have had one. Uh, for N64.
1: Nintendo doesn't, but I, there's... Oh, there's uh, other ones. There's off-brands, but yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm surprised
0: Nintendo wouldn't have said, okay, we got Mario Kart 64, let's do a bundle, or do it, it would have sold. I mean, what, what percentage of N64 games
1: are racing games? Someone has Oh, to, it's gotta be someone high. Someone
0: has to have done that out there. Oh, uh, I mean, we can just eyeball the list uh, real quick. If it's below 15%, I'll be shocked. There's gotta be at least 20 to 25 racing games on the and- out of 300. There's got to be Patman. There's got to be o- over 20. There has Let's to see. be.
1: Uh well, surprisingly no one did answer, no one's answered that question yet. Um, control
0: F racing. All right. Let's see. Uh if we're not including okay, Aero Gauge. uh, uh, uh Lamborghini Automobile. It's two. Top Gear, Top Gear. Beetle Adventure B- Big Mountain 2000. Uh, California Speed, Carmageddon. Uh, that didn't come out here. It doesn't count. Uh, cruise, the, the, the three cruising games. Cruising
1: USA, Cruising World. Der-
0: that's Japan. Excite bike Destru- 64, Diddy Kong, Diddy Kong Racing. Destruction Derby. Uh, F1 Racing from Ubisoft. Didn't come out here. Rush, Rush 2049, Rush 2, Excitebike 64. I said that one. uh, Extreme G 1 and 2, F1 Grand Prix, F0X, Wipeout 64, Ridge Racer 64, World Driver
1: Championship, Hot Wheels. F1 World Grand Prix. Hydro Thunder. Micro Machine 64. Top Gear Rally and Top Gear Rally two. Supercross two thousand. Monaco Grand Prix. Road Rash 64. LEGO Racers. Indie Racing 2000. Top Gear Overdrive. Mickey Speedway USA. Star Wars Episode One Racer. Micro Machine Sixty Four. Did we throw in South uh, was uh, did we throw in the South Park no, kart way we get there there The yet? South Park kart Monsters Racing. Monsters truck
0: madness. Uh Multi Racing Championship. NASCAR ninety nine two thousand penny racers stunt
1: racer we got off road challenge
0: automobile lamborghini we got that one polaris snowcross, what the fuck is that uh it's snowcross, rally yeah. challenge Chow- so there's like I was, I was my there could be over 30 there's a lot there's a lot of this yeah so when, I, when pat says there's it's a console for racing games and and like first party games yes that's what the n64 is mostly holy shit so, oh, yeah. oh, the, anyway, the Nintendo
1: oh, the, should have definitely released an official. The one. three Rush
0: games we mentioned. Those? I said that. Yeah, I okay. said
1: Rush, San Francisco Rush, and Rush twenty forty
0: nine. Okay, and good old Stunt Racer, the one of the hardest to find games.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so yeah, they could they could have put out a steering wheel. I think it would have done well because if you owned an N sixty four, you owned at least one, if not four. Uh, r- racing games, probably. Didn't even matter if you liked
1: it, you just, you had <laughs> No, them. because there was no other games to they, buy. They showed up, they would just congregate around your N64, y- you'd wake up in the middle of the yeah. night, they're rolling dice, having a drink.
0: You bought Mario Kart, and then for some reason you, you wake up and a cruising game was there. Yep, uh, just came that, along game. for the ride. And, and maybe Mickey Speedway, you know, I have a fever dream you picked up, uh, somehow. Is that a good game? I never played Mickey Speedway.
1: People seem to enjoy it, all right. I don't know if it's any good.
0: People still play those games. You never hear about the regular sports games anymore, but you know uh, those ones. All right, so they never did the steering wheel. That's that's my big one as we went through the the, the roster to find the fifty fucking racing games there. Uh, uh, that's on it. Anything else that you think Nintendo could have put out that that they didn't? That you know they couldn't do that. I would say that I would say this: that the Super Scope was terrible. It still sold well. If they put out a standard, they didn't want something that looked like a gun. Basically, if they put out a standard, like, Justifier-type of Nintendo weapon for Super Nintendo, that would have sold gangbusters. It would have done. I don't know... I don't know why... And they didn't do anything for N64, that's right. I don't know
1: why the Super Nintendo... I don't know why Nintendo and Sega both decided to make shittier light guns.
0: Is the Menacer that
1: bad? The Manaser's bad, and the Super Shope is
0: not... At least you can use it as a pistol,
1: though. Yeah. The It's still big and clunky, um, but both of those are using that IR fucking sensor shit on top, and I don't know why they did that because it's less fucking accurate than the old bling 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 light guns were.
0: Well, it's probably you can do faster inputs than than the light thing is it.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean you could probably hold down. That's exactly what it's faster do, like, a input. Rapid fire. Yeah, you could
0: you couldn't do you couldn't do like Revolution X or yeah T two arcade with a zapper. Because you, can, you can't do Operation Wolf with it, it's hard to play. Yeah. Or Chiller, two players. It's impossible. That's probably why. Um, but yeah, I'm surprised they didn't put out a just a standard gun because the super scope was awful. Yeah. My eye got weird. I couldn't like adjust to the aim over the shoulder after a while. I I couldn't. It was just terrible. All right. That's, is that good enough for that? That's it. Okay. Um. All right. Is that it for this CU podcast? That is the CU podcast. Um. Yeah. We got we got stuff to to, to to do
1: today. I'm going to go home and start organizing. What heartily? Uh, my records, and then I'm gonna try to go through some um, some of my books and stuff and find ones that I can donate or get rid of. I've just got too, much,
0: just got too much stuff. Too many stuff? Yeah, I gotta once I hit like August, my time's a little more freer. I'm gonna I'm gonna start cleaning up getting stuff Uh, you know it's like I just Uh,
1: people send me like these pictures of stuff now and it's not that I don't enjoy it because I do but you know I've had a couple people send me pictures of like the stuff they're doing for the peanuts for comic con oh and it's cool you know it's like little vintage figures carded with a comic on the card like they look really nice and my immediate thought is damn I want that and then it's like why why do I want that I don't fucking need that we're
0: hitting I've hit this dead on uh, about knowing that I don't need to buy any more ta- like tangible items yeah. to collect anymore. And I'm not, it's well, video games is one thing because I have it, but like the toy stuff. And I see they're making more and more like retro style toys than ever before. Yeah, all the He-Man stuff, and um, he- well, it's mostly He-Man stuff I see all the time. But they're they're doing so many of these re-releases. You go to Comic Con, you see oh the new sculpted uh, '80s Ghostbusters figures that are beautiful and things like that. And I'm like. Like what would I do with that?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, just don't know what I do with. There's it. There's only so much shelf space, um, and it, I have n- uh, it, don't. No one take this the wrong way. If that's what you're into, sure, that, that's go what you're into. It. That's fine. I I honestly do not judge, but I'm just getting to the point where too much stuff is making
0: me itchy. We're gonna move into a tiny house together, Ian and I, with Bonnie. nope, Spike. We're gonna do a tiny house. No, we're, <sighs> gonna, we're gonna have pull out bed drawers that we sleep in. I can never have up. a tiny
1: house, though. Well, I could have a tiny house as long as I had a big kitchen. All I want in my fucking life is a big goddamn kitchen. You want to use my kitchen sometime, Big. I'll
0: let you use my I want kitchen. a big
1: kitchen with an island. You like my kitchen, Ian? I'll let you use my kitchen. My kitchen's nice. It's got, ca- it's got a lot of counter space. Oh, yeah. I-, I want a big fucking block in the middle of my kitchen. A chopping block. A
0: butcher block.
1: Then I want nothing but counter space as far as the eye There's can see. There's a
0: lot see. of counter space in the kitchen. I, it was good use, when, I was doing, when we were doing the... Um, uh, blue apron, I was good to use. For yeah. Blue apron, because it, because, because in the, because in the apartment, wow, that blue apron was was tough in in the condo to do. <laughs> There was not space. You've seen my kitchen.
1: My kitchen, yeah, the kitchen is, was the same size yeah, of, as one it, of my, it my does condo. Not, it did not exist. It was just, it was, it's just fucking empty. It's a, it's so a galley a, kitchen. Yeah, it's a galley.
0: I grew up in a galley kitchen, which was also like a hallway though, so you had to like walk through it. So if someone was cooking, you couldn't have more than two people in there at once. So Christmas, was, <laughs> my sister and mom always yell at each other because there wasn't enough room. Because once the oven door is down, you can't walk through. And then you got to lean over people to get stuff. I'm happy with my kitchen here. It's my nice kitchen. Getting a call from New Jersey. There's more and more uh, robocalls you get from your local numbers. So if you get a local number call on your cell phone, don't answer it. I don't
1: answer any phone numbers. Unless no. unless it's, like, someone I know. I don't answer a single goddamn random number. Hello? All right. I guess that's the end
0: of the podcast. <laughs> if, if you're going to robo call me, at least have the decency to answer. No? Okay. That's it for this CU podcast. We'll see you uh, in a week.